Are you missing something? No, I was just hoping I was going to find something about our topic that was like fun and exciting. Oh. Okay, so I have to ask. Yes. Did the um Cool Whip topping on yours like rise to the top? No, which is what I was expecting because it specifically okay. said the the instructions that I used specifically said don't fill up like leave it said like an inch and the Yeah. So truth be told, the, what I ended up using was was actually like a bread mold. It it's specifically for, if I'm not mistaken, it's specifically for like uh, cornbread. Oh. So I wasn't sure it was gonna work, but I'm like, a brain is a brain. So I was yeah. mostly worried that <clears throat> that like it would stick too much, and and so I yeah. did use the oil like it suggested, and it that wasn't a problem. It didn't stick at all, but. No, it was pretty much at the same level all night. I was kind of thinking I should have put it in the freezer or something, but it didn't yeah. rise at all. Okay. And I whipped I whipped it good. So I I don't oh. know if maybe I just got more air out of it or what, but I don't know. I also didn't necessarily follow the instructions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so instead of like waiting to add in the topping, I just added everything. Oh, but I like it because then when I was like scooping it out, because I just put it in a bowl on the spoon, I didn't have like any specific molds to play with. Right. It actually gives me more of a brain vibe. Okay. Which, because it's kind of gooshy. Well, it's the layering. Which I feel like you would not know this unless you took some sort of anatomy class. Oh. Where, yeah, so the second photo, that's like what I, oh. mine looks like more. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, so I, I ended up making two batches deliberately to try this. Okay. Um, so I just kind of in a Halloween vibe, I was like, one, I don't know if... I've really liked Jello with whipped topping in it. Like I know a lot of it's mm -hmm. kind of a big Midwest thing. It and, is a Midwest thing. Yeah, and so I'm like, well, just in case I like really don't like it or whatever, I'll have like regular Jello. And then since I was doing the whipped topping anyway, and I mm -hmm. kind of figured there's no fucking way I'm gonna use all of it just in those little brains because the thing that I have is it only has like six little things, and they're yeah. not even. They're not even an inch deep, so I definitely did not use the right sorts of, of eh. like molds. But, That's fine. Yeah, but they looked like brains, and yeah. so I, I I made a separate little thing, and then I decided to just pour the whipped one on top of it when I was done with the brains. Oh. And the instructions said, you know, put it in the fridge so that it thickens, um, and then when I pulled it out. And was adding the whipped topping. I'm like, this still just feels like a liquid, like like water. It barely feels like it's thickened at all. Mm -hmm. um, so I was worried it wouldn't work. But yeah, I poured the the whipped topping Jello on top of the standard Jello, and it went for what I was going for, like the idea of being on the sea, and one has to do what one does when rations run out. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, we'll eat brains and, and human flesh. And so I was going for a layer of skin and then like muscle tissue. 
and uh, it 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 uh, turned out okay. Yeah, but yeah, it gives me more of a brain vibe with the layering, and I'll make sure to put photos of both of them on Instagram for everyone. So the layered pink one is mine, and then the general pink one is Matt's, and then the pink and red one is also Matt's. So it, it's kind of funny with the way the brain is structured, the like outer parts of the ridges mm-hmm. are a little more spaced out. So that it has like kind of, they look like air pockets, but I don't think that's actually like what they are necessarily. Interesting. So, so generally speaking, the deeper you go into the brain, the denser like more, it is. Yeah, it's more dense oh. and compact. It's very interesting, and it does kind of have like the. So if you have like the top of the ridge, it'll be like a little more like spongy almost, and then like gets more dense and like has a little bit of like color Weird. differentiation. It's very subtle, but um. For anyone who has taken an anatomy class and you do a brain dissection, it's that. You'll know what that means. <laughs> I have to admit, I would have assumed that the brain was more or less, like, the same all the way through. I mean, it's, obviously different parts do different things, but yeah. I... Huh. It's very interesting. They're, that is they're interesting. fun to look at, and it is... Also interesting how um, the brain differ differs from when you have something like Alzheimer's or dementia, because it actually like physically eats away at your brain. Yeah, that I did know a little bit just from various videos I've seen where they show like brain scans and stuff, and they're like, yeah, they're. I mean, the the reason that this shit isn't working anymore is it's literally just being destroyed yeah it's it's just being disappeared essentially yeah it's it's very interesting the brain is an interesting organ it is and for anyone who's wondering what the fuck we're talking about we're talking about jello because this is peculiar pairings and uh and and welcome welcome hello hello my name is matt i am celine (laughs) you've arrived Hello, welcome. Yeah, I feel like I said that really weird. Like this is just a fact, and I am that's me. the end. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it turned into Groot from. I am Groot. The, yeah. Um, and we are uh, doing a pairing this week of, of like strawberry, Jello. Well, technically, mine's raspberry cranberry or something. I don't know. Mine's raspberry based Jello. Infused mm-hmm. with whipped topping. Uh, I believe I ended up with just what the hell, like whipped cool whip. That's what it is. I, but a store brand version of that. I think I went with uh, ra- or strawberry for my flavor. Nice. Either way, both are red and delicious. Well, yeah, I realized I'd never had raspberry. I'm like, strawberry always seems really? so sweet. So I decided to go for raspberry, and it, it's not strawberry disappointing. Is like it's a signature flavor. It is, yeah. I was gonna go with that, but I'm like, I've, I've, I've always had strawberry. I should try raspberry. It's, uh, it's, it's working good. out pretty well. I'm not a huge fan of Jello in general. I'm, I'm not really a sweets yeah. person overall. But um, we went with Jello because we're talking about 
a ghost ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, although I usually leave it to you to introduce the, the full topic, uh, we started talking about the Jello, so I figured I'd yeah. mention why we're doing that. And we did uh, it to talk about a ghost ship. Yeah, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's uh, when you're out on the sea, sometimes you run out of food and uh, choices have to be made. And so you might end up eating your friend, which is uh, not great, but you, you make do, you know? Sometimes things just happen. It's the law of the sea, and you don't talk about it. It is. It's, you don't talk about it. You don't, you don't tell yeah. anybody. You don't judge when, no, when men return. Judge. Yeah, when the men return from the sea, it's, it is what it is. Some return and some don't. The sea mm-hmm. takes what it takes. The sea is always right. The sea is a cruel mistress. Yeah, yeah. So we, we have brain-molded uh, uh, bits of jello with whipped topping, and then we try mm-hmm. to create sort of a, a skin and meat-looking thing as the treat, and we're pairing that with what I just sort of came up with. I don't know if you're supposed to use this as a mix, uh, but we're going with Sunny D and, uh, and rum, because... Yep. For some reason, when you said ghost ship, I thought pirates, and pirates are always associated with rum, so and that scurvy. felt right. Yeah, and so, and then the orange juice was like, well, if you're out on the sea, you gotta fight scurvy. I don't know how good, I wasn't thinking about it, like, I suppose they have to infuse it with vitamin C, because I don't know if, no, 100% of your vitamin C, okay. I was a little worried when I first mentioned it, like, I don't know if it would technically fight scurvy, but yeah, it should. It's a ripoff of orange juice, so there you go. Yeah, it. I think it should. Yeah, I, mean, I know it should. Yeah, it says it has a hundred percent, and I do feel I should mention when when I very first thought this up, I said tang, without realizing that as far as I can tell, that shit just straight up doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I think maybe in a spe- certain specialty store you can find it, but I went to uh, grocery stores. No, no record of Tang at all. I went to like where the Kool-Aid things are with the mixtures. Do you like, cause it originally started as like a powder and then I know they did have like bottled versions. I couldn't find it anywhere. So I don't know if it's just in the Midwest or something, but it is gone. So we're doing Sunny D. We definitely had it here. I remember having it here, but like Mm. we also did not look very hard at the store. We we're going down by stuff and then was like, oh, Sunny D. And I'm like, I mean, that's close enough. <laughs> yeah. And it is. It's basically the same kind of flavoring and stuff. Yeah, and and I was orange. even thinking if I was thinking today that like, because for some reason I went to the store over the weekend, like for the Jello stuff and just completely forgot to get the Tang even to look for it. So yeah. I did it. I did it uh, real quick on my lunch break today at work. And uh uh, went to a gas station and I'm like, oh God, I only have like 20 minutes left. And then I uh, ended up going past two grocery stores. And uh, I remember as a kid seeing it next to like the Kool-Aid little tubs. And mm. uh, so I didn't search like the whole stores. I just didn't have time. But yeah, I did not see hide nor hair of any Tang. So if, well, if, you're, if you're gone from us, Tang, may you rest in peace. You were once yeah. delightful. Yes. I feel like that's a lot of things from our youth. Yeah. We're just gone. And you're like, oh, when did I, that happen? Oddly enough, I find myself uh, 
reminiscing j- just to myself about Skippets. I had one oh as a god. kid. Oh my god, I love <laughs> the one I had. I don't, I don't even remember, like, really liking it, because even as a young kid, I would do it for, like, two minutes, and you try to get the, the clicker to go up higher and higher, and after just a little bit, I'm like, this is just adults tricking us into exercising. I'm like, this isn't really fun. Or like, <laughs> it's the saddest like jump roping kind of thing there it can kind be. It's like a you're... sad jump rope. Yeah, because you, you just don't have friends. So you're trying to just do this thing by yourself. It's... But that's the other thing. Like, you can still play with a jump rope by yourself. So it shouldn't be sadder. Yeah. But it's it's as if... I don't know. It's as if they wanted to make it possible for you to do like a sort of double Dutch style jump roping by yourself, but you don't have friends. So double Dutch is hard. Oh yeah. No, I'm not, I would never be able to do double Dutch. I've, I've witnessed it once in my life in real life. And I'm like, I've seen videos of it. I've seen, you know, it's in TVs and movies it is just as difficult or more difficult looking in real life, and I don't know how people comprehend what's going on. I've I've heard that like once you get started, it's easier, but it's yeah. the getting started that's really hard. Yeah, I think the thing because I'm 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 sure once you get in, like it's just about keeping the beat essentially, which is why it's usually accompanied with songs and stuff. As long as yeah. you you know when to jump, but like I I can't comprehend like knowing how to get into it like how you would jump like the way they jump in and out is it kind of blows my mind yeah that is that is true i feel like that is a long enough preamble for us to officially get to the thing celine what are we talking about this week we are talking about the ss orang medan which is a ghost ship that sounds scary makes me think of like creaking wood panels and and luffing the ship sails and stuff, and the very uh, soft, distant caw of a seagull. (laughs) I can't do it. I was just just thinking that I'm like, oh boy, Matt, you walked into a territory you don't know how to get out of. I'm like, I can't. I don't know how to make that noise. (laughs) Nope, I'm getting further. We'll get some screeching. Seagulls in there away. or something. I don't know. It's a very unique sound. It it's is. hard to do. Yes. No, I don't do close. bird calls, so. Not in my wheelhouse. Okay. So our ghost ship, actually, this makes me think of the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Dead Man, oh. Tell No Tells, actually. I don't think I ever saw that. Um, Ooh, it's a good I liked one. the first three. The fourth one kind of lost me, but yeah, I forgot there was a fifth one. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, the I feel like once the fifth one came out, the fourth one made more sense. Oh, okay. Just that's interesting because the fourth one it is kind of like you don't have the connection with um, Kira Knightley and Orlando right. Bloom anymore. With yeah, their it really, yeah, it really, the fourth one, and, and I know a lot of people who, it was their favorite, and I was kind of surprised, because, like, they had been building this this ongoing story with these certain characters, and it really did feel like a movie they made where only Johnny Depp and, uh, 
I forget the actor's name now, which is sad because he's amazing. But the the guy who plays yeah. the the opposing captain, his his ongoing antagonist, whatever. Yeah, it's like they're the only ones who were coming back, and it, they just for whatever reason couldn't get Kira Knightley and the other guy Legolas. But uh, yeah, it it makes more sense because it is kind of like him going off and doing his own thing for a bit, and then true. getting like pulled back into like the bigger storyline. So like he kind of like yeah. goes off and then in the fifth one, they like pull him back in. And maybe that's why they did a fifth one, just because they're like, yeah. we know enough people will go and see it. We know that this like maybe they had an idea the whole time and then they they wanted to tie it in. I I did keep reminding myself while I was watching it that like Kira Knightley, th- like their whole storyline was wrapped up pretty well. So like it makes sense that they're not there. And he's basically Davy Jones now, so he can only come on land, I think it's once a year for like a it's day. It's once every 10 years for a day. Oh my God, I forgot what a high cost that was. Not to yeah. mention. Live forever. Not, you can yeah. only go to shore once every 10 years. I was going to say, yeah, not day. to mention like he's immortal. So for him, it's like, uh, who cares? I don't think. She was. That's not part of no, her she's thing. Not. She, yeah, she's just a human. So he's gonna he's gonna check in with her every ten years and watch her age and die, and then he's gonna be like, "Cool." I mean, now what? Well, and they were certainly young in the movies, but like, uh, this is an age when uh, she's probably gonna die in a few decades. Like, maybe by well, at the most sixty. At the most, she's gonna make sixty. So that's why I totally thought that. Uh, she would have been on like this quest for the fountain of youth, which was the fourth oh. one. Yeah, that would <laughs> would have made sense. Just, just saying that would have made a lot of sense for her to go find the fountain of youth and learn how to live forever. There are so many executives at husband that lives forever. Yeah, there there are so many executives at Disney. By which I mean zero executives at Disney listening to this, just thinking like, who. Who the fuck didn't think? Who dropped the ball on who that didn't shit? didn't think of this? Yeah, the, the, we made the movie that would be perfect for her to continue her adventure. And yeah. we didn't think, we brought in, uh, what's her name to, boy, I am doing terrible with names today. The Cruz, uh, uh, the hell's her name? I know it's Cruz. I know who you're talking about, so. Yeah, but the, the other Cruz? actress. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, it just seemed like. They just kind of thought, well, we can't not have a sort of semi-love interest. It, her, I, yeah, her character just sort of felt out of place. Yeah. I don't know, it just... It's it's definitely a little choppier, but... Yeah, but I, it does make me want to see the what? fifth one. Yes. And, uh, we've gone this on a long enough me, tangent. <laughs> this made me think of the fifth one just with kind of some of the vibes and some of the storyline in that fifth movie for... Okay. For anyone who has watched it, this will kind of make sense. So our ship, SS Orangmedan, is what is called a ghost ship, which the term ghost ship applies either for a, it usually applies for a ship that is missing all of its crew with like no explanation, or all of the crew dies with seemingly no explanation. So it's okay. eerie and yeah. spooky. 
I, I will say I think that um because I think I think I know the distinction you're talking about, the idea of like other sailors come upon an, an actual yeah. ship. They come upon the ship. Yeah, and they're like, you know, they're trying to hail them, putting up uh not sails, flags and stuff, like, hello, can you and there's just no response. They get to the ship, they board the ship, and they're like, there's just nobody here. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this ship just out here with no one? I think the idea of that is much creepier than the idea of, like, they, their ship went down in a battle or something and yeah. they were lost at sea. And, that, like, the idea of stepping onto just a, an abandoned ship in the middle of the sea is so horrifying to me. Yeah. So, the this particular ship, the... It was... Um, they said it was shipwrecked. So, like, it... Mm did sink to some capacity in the Dutch East Indies. And the name of the ship is a little odd since Orang is Malay or Indonesian for man. And Mm. Medan is the name of a large city in Indonesia. So essentially it means a man from the city of Medan. Which all ships Almost every single one has some sort of name that's very feminine. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that seems to be the kind of tradition. Yeah, that's an odd sort of uh, so it's outlier a little, there. It's a little odd, but if you have a boat, you can name the boat whatever you want. So that's true. You don't have to stick to only using, like, female-type names. Just a very progressive person for the time, and they're like, I like dudes, and I like them from Medan. Maybe. That's, that's what I'm calling my boat. It's, it's very possible. So our ship was shipwrecked in the Straits of Malacca waters, which is in the waters of Indonesia, kind of in that area. And Everyone on our ship died mysteriously. Nobody knows why. No one knows how. They all died. And the dates are a little fuzzy since some sources say it's 1940, some say it's 1947, and some say it's 1948. It just depends on, like, who you look at. Oh, wow. I will say that, just to confirm, you said 1948? Yes. The 1940s. I was, I well, now I do feel like my, my pairing's a little off because I was thinking like Pirates of the Caribbean times, like yes, 16, this 1700s. Is, this is a newer ship. Our right. ship was, at the time, the ship was about 40 years old. So built oh, wow. in the 1900s. And it is more along the lines of like the Titanic. It is a mm-hmm. 5,000 ton cargo steamer ship. Wow. So a okay. large, big metal ship. Think more Titanic. Yeah. Type. Which is also which is also more terrifying because this is probably an age, even if the ship is that old, they would almost certainly have had some kind of relatively long range di- like electronic communication. So the idea that they would just be gone and have no SOS, no nothing is really weird yeah the whole thing is 
is weird. Uh, there was a total of 23 crew members, which was including the captain and a number of people who were, in fact, native to Indonesia. And mm. people weren't really sure where they were going, what they were carrying. Those things were not really known since the ship was not registered with uh, it wasn't registered with the Lloyd's Register Group Limited, which if so I it's a pirate ship, are they pirates? Is it a pirate ship? Uh, I I wouldn't necessarily say it's not a pirate ship, oh. but I wouldn't necessarily say it is. Can neither confirm, I can nor, neither deny. confirm nor deny. <laughs> but, well, that's that's just fine. Wink, wink, pirate ship. <laughs> it's totally a pirate ship. Um, per maritime law, you do have to register your your vessels, your ships, because right. they also set all of the rules and regulations for boats. So, like, what type of anchor you use, how many lifeboats you're supposed to have, flotation devices, like, little yeah. nitty-gritty things like that, they set, and they also keep all of the records for where ships port when, like when they leave and what they're doing. Right. And I imagine a lot of it has to do with just like safety for everyone, safety on the seas. The knowing, safety. Yeah. Like knowing, knowing if a ship has disappeared. Right. Exactly. So they're like, there's, there's more to this than just like commerce and economics. It's like, it's like filing a flight plan. If you, if you fly a yeah. plane, like you, you have to do that for the yes. sake of everyone. So I, I imagine, yeah, I imagine. And there again, especially in the forties, this, yeah, this isn't the age of just wooden ships and stuff. They, yeah. That, yeah. That seems extra suspicious is the word I'm looking for. Why yeah. wouldn't they register that? If you, if you're an up and up legitimate, like business ship, why wouldn't you be registered? Yeah. And I cannot say if those rules and regulations apply to smaller vessels like a sailboat or a small oh, like right. speedboat, but they might. I'm not going to say that they don't because I know that when you have a boat, it does have to be registered. Like you register a vehicle, you register your boat. True. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I was I was getting ready. I was getting ready to like slam you and just be like, well, I'm sure there's some kind of weight limit or, you know, commercial size. But no, you're right. I think pretty much any boat of any size you have to have registered. You do the numbers on the side and all that. I think. I'm not sure if you would have to register like a kayak or a canoe. You're right. There might be, you know, actually. Small sailboat, but no, I think even then, oh, I'm trying to wonder. I think my dad, God, I don't remember now. Maybe not. There's, there's got to be some limit somewhere, but either way, I suppose it doesn't really matter now. We're talking about a giant yeah. ship. We're talking about a large so ship. It's, a it's definitely, yeah. Ship. <laughs> One shipping cargo, big. Yeah, there's getting, there's getting caught on tangents, and then there's just wasting time. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean was fun. This is just completely irrelevant. So our ship has accounts of this accident happening and those being recorded. 
It first appeared in a Dutch Indonesian newspaper, which is called De Lokomotief Semarengash Hanels M. Averdenti. And it had a few publications with two photographs of it, actually, which is February 3rd, 1948, February 28th, 1948, and March 13th, 1948. And it was not Friday the 13th, because I checked. (laughs) I was curious. Was that a year after it was lost? Didn't you say 47? That was when it was... Lost. Oh, okay. I, I think it was after the incident was happened had occurred. This all came about, and the name of the ship that found the SS Orangmadan was never mentioned in these publications. So Ooh. it is kind of unknown as to which ship made this discovery. Interesting. Yeah. Our ship was found 400 nautical miles, which is 460 miles, southeast of the Marshall Islands, which is, if I am remembering correctly, that is actually around where Amelia Earhart's plane went down. No way. Yeah. I know she was going to the Marshall Islands but her navigation was off, so it was not the Marshall Islands, but it was nearby. Oh, yeah, wasn't, isn't she one of the people who famously is disappeared by the Bermuda Triangle? So maybe she didn't disappear by the, uh, the so islands themselves. I, I have know. to look into this more, because I was actually listening to uh, Wine and Crime earlier, and they said the same thing, except oh. the Bermuda Triangle, like, isn't in that area. <laughs> so I am wondering if there is some sort of Mandela effect with Ooh. people misremembering Amelia Earhart disappearing in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, that would be interesting. Because I remember like hearing that, like, in school. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but that's not right. I can easily see that happening where people yeah. are just like, yeah, no, it's, um, oh gosh. Yeah, no, that's not even close to, <laughs> I finally I found know. like a globe level thing. Cause when I, I typed in the Marshall islands and it was just this little local map and I'm like, like, well, that doesn't right here. And you're like, that tells <laughs> yeah. me nothing. Yeah. That doesn't help me the fuck at all. Uh, yeah. Wow. That is, uh, near Australia. That is yeah. all the way on the wrong side. Yeah. Oh, let me damned. Yeah. So it is kind of in that same area. Probably a great place to sail. Not a great place to get lost. No, no. There are a lot of like islands over there, but they're very far and few between. And most yeah. of them are uninhabited to very little habitation. And whether or not the people living there are friendly is questionable. You might yeah. become someone's dinner. Ooh, Always a which possibility. Also, which works perfectly for our pairing. So that's fun. Nice. There, Good there was one sole survivor of the crew that was found. Oh, no I, shit. Okay. I could not find his name anywhere. He was a German ma- sailor on the ship. Was and the ship German? 
No. No, it was it was know, a Dutch. Indi- oh. A Dutch India ship. Right, right. Oh, I think that's part of why I thought it was a certain a certain era. I was thinking of like the the East India the East, Trading thank you. Company. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Dutch India that kind of got my brain going. Yeah. Which I mean, they were around kind of then as per our uh Castle of Good Hope episode. Oh, yeah. They still kind of existed, not really then at, at least not in the same way i suppose yeah the same degree yeah wow. so he was found by italian missionaries one of them being named silvio shrelli and as well as a few natives in the um i want to say they were native indonesians it was very vague since i was not sure where exactly <laughs> But again, this is still like I could kind of understand if it was like the 15 through 1700s and yeah. you're relying on word of mouth and and written log books and stuff. It's like this is the 40s. Nobody had like there were there no you're not telling me there was a reporter who was like really keen to get in on this story. And nobody wrote anything down. Yeah, I know. Come on, people. I know. I I can't. It it just kind of doesn't make sense in some of those ways. Just because we are in an age where we have technology. You can call someone on the phone. It's, it's maybe you can, maybe can't do long distance, but you can do a phone call. So yeah. like, it is an age of information. It is yeah, it's like the 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 like budding like very first burgeoning area of of high speed information t- transportation. Yeah. Oh, hey, fun fact. Um, if I'm reading this correctly, the Bikini Atoll is uh, in the uh, the Marshall Islands, where oh. the United States did a shitload of nuclear testing. <laughs> oh, also, the isn't supposed that fun? yeah, also the supposed origin of both Godzilla and um, SpongeBob. And Spongebob. uh, (laughs) I totally thought that Spongebob was like near the Bahamas. Bikini Bottom is apparently based on, or is, I I take that back. I watched a video on it a long time ago. Like, I don't know if it was necessarily confirmed to be based on Bikini Atoll, but the whole theory was that hypothetically Mm -hmm. all of these weird characters could technically exist because of nuclear radiation. Oh. But some some uber nerd apparently did a deep dive on how like if you follow some of the episodes where they go like into prehistoric times, they're like, well, these weird anthropomorphized creatures existed long before Bikini Atoll was nuclear tested, so it couldn't possibly and it's like, oh, okay. Well, it's still a cartoon show, so who gives a shit? It's a children's cartoon. <laughs> yeah, none of this is real science, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So our sole survivor told the story of kind of what happened. And this was also reported from just people who showed up to help with the situation, I guess. Oh, okay. So around June of 1947... 
two American vessels navigating through the Straits of Malacca, which was the ship the City of Baltimore and the Silver Star. Uh, both ships picked up distress signals from a nearby ship, which was oh. the Orang Madan. And a radio operator was signaling from the ship an SOS in Morse code. Oh, okay. Well, that kind of flies in the face of all of my critiques from earlier. <laughs> I didn't want to crush your spirits right then and there. No, and just that's be fine. Like, We're squashing this now. Uh, so they did send a distress signal, which is like the eeriest signal I think I've ever heard. Yeah. So it says, we float. All officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on bridge. Probably oh whole of crew dead. <clears throat> then there was a few kind of confused dots and dashes later, and then it just signals, I die. Oh my god. Yeah, that is pretty horrifying. Oh my Very god. horrifying. Yeah, especially being on the bridge of the other ship and like getting this message in and oh my god. That's fucked up. Yeah. I die. So it is reported that after this chilling message, the crew of the Silver Star, although we cannot entirely confirm if it was the Silver Star <laughs> or the city of Baltimore, they were able to find the ship and they found the ship undamaged. So like That's just creepy. untouched, not damaged, just kind of sitting there. So yeah. they... We're like, okay, well, there's there's still a distress signal, so like whatever it is, like we should we should rescue the crew. We gotta get out there. And in this rescue attempt, they boarded the ship and found that it was just covered in corpses. Everyone was dead. Wow. And the faces of everyone looked kind of frozen in fear. And they described oh them God. as being reminiscent of horrible caricatures, almost. Like, just generally disturbing. Yeah, they're like, like, like someone sculpted them to be as horrifying as possible, except yeah. they, really, they really died like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And just as they were preparing to start towing the ship, it caught fire. Oh my so God. they had to get out as soon as possible. So they all got off the ship. So they're like, okay, well, like, we can't, we can't take the ship now because it's on fire. <laughs> and as they moved away, just because they weren't sure what was even being held on the ship, they tried to put some distance between them and the ship. It did have an explosion and then sank. Wow. Wow. See, that's what happens when you don't register. Nobody knows what you're carrying. Nobody knows where you are. And uh, there, you don't know if anyone's going to be around to help you. And then you... I have to admit, though, that is pretty crazy that they just... Like, that, that the guy who sent the last message had enough forethought to know that he was going to die because Morse code is not a fast way to communicate. So he already no. knew he was dying and he had time to send that last message. Yeah. And it must have been really good at Morris Code. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He was the he was the. Uh, he knew ages... how to do like the radio signals. Yeah. yeah, he was he was the age of that time, like the the kind of person who's like a super fast texter. Like they mm. can do the T nine style texting with one hand without looking. Yeah. Me and my youth at one point. Yeah. Not um, anymore. Don't you, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I was gonna say, don't you kinda miss T nine just a little bit? Like you could you could, you could feel, feel where the, the buttons, buttons were. So you exactly. could like literally yeah, text a... without looking at it. Yeah, it was awesome. You'd be driving down the freeway and you're like, they always say don't text and drive, but I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so many taps I... for big L, so many taps for a small A. I had one where the screen slid up and I had the full keyboard. Yes, so like I could text from my pocket because I knew the keyboard. So oh. I could like text the, with the full keyboard like in my pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I didn't do I it was often, never... but I could do it. I did have uh, one of those phones. I, I kind of missed the physical keyboard, but um, I never was good enough to like actually slide it open in my pocket and type. I couldn't. I, I tried very few times and never succeeded. Yeah. Well done. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, before our soul survivor died, because I'm, I'm assuming he was like sick or something, and I'm not yeah. entirely sure if like he maybe was removed from the ship before all of this. That's what I was going to ask. Like, just to clarify, I... just to clarify, the the survivor you're talking about is the SOS guy. It is not the SOS guy. It's a different person. So oh, he, shit. he was, I want to say he was either on the ship and then like was no longer on the ship before this tragedy. Right. But I, I could not find anything that really stated okay. how. So, so, so yeah, he, he did not die at like he wasn't found on the ship and they got him off. No, they found he... him later. Okay. So okay. like he could have seen that like something was happening, jumped ship and like somehow got to one of the islands, which I feel like is a feat. Yeah. But either way, he told the missionary Silvio Shirelli that they were carrying some badly stowed oil of vitriol, which is sulfuric acid. Oh my god! And that he believed Whoa. that the crew died from poisonous fumes on the boat. Yeah, yeah. There, there it is. <laughs> okay. And he, he told him the boat was traveling from a small, unnamed port in China and that their destination was Costa Rica. Which, from huh. China over to Costa Rica, like that would kind of make sense. Kind of. Kind of. It's a hard kind of. With where, where uh, they are. Yeah. But either way, they were deliberately avoiding authorities for whatever reason. So there oh, seems to be a reason as to why the ship was not registered. Why they took the path they did and why they were like trying to avoid other ships. Yeah, and not to mention, if that guy is to be believed that they had sulfuric acid, I'm hardly an expert on uh, on such chemicals, but I don't believe it's, like, a full-on controlled substance. So, 
I would have yeah. to assume like it's not like they're they're mining it secretly somewhere and and they can just pull sulfuric acid out and they're like oh we got to get this across and sell it to somebody quick you know it's yeah. like it's sulfuric acid it's a, a modern chemical it's a powerful chemical they yeah, yeah. It, it's hardly something that one would need to smuggle I imagine yeah and there were a few reports that it wasn't the Marshall Islands it was the Solomon Islands which I think they're within like the same general area so it's yeah. it's kind of little things that's like okay that's being like a little nitpicky unless <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't entirely know where the solomon islands are but i believe they're within like this the same like chain of islands as the marshall islands or they're like nearby it's not like the bermuda triangle and the marshall islands Right, it's right. it's not that big of a difference it's, from yeah. what I understand. <laughs> okay, it's it's at least reasonable that one could be mistaken for the other. Yeah, and there were some reports that the SOS report differed than what uh, Silvio Shirelli stated, which was the one that I read to you. But if no one's coming forward to claim that they were the ones that rescue or like went on this rescue mission and heard the distress call. Then that's kind of a moot point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really sit there and be like, Oh, well that's not the same. It's like, okay, well how do you know? Well, I just know. I just, I, I just, just know. know. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You do. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and real. Real quick, fun fact. It's, yeah. uh, I've looked up a little bit of stuff on, uh, uh, inhaling sulfuric f acid fumes. Oh, and, uh, enlighten us, please. Um, it mostly will resolve on its own. It won't necessarily, depending on how bad it is, uh, okay. the, the, uh, like, uh, concentration of it. Um, All right. It can be treated with uh, steroids and stuff like that. However, it can potentially lead to uh, laryngeal carcinoma. Oh, likely, fun. yeah, likely not what killed the the crew because that I'm guessing that wouldn't happen quite so quickly. But it can potentially lead to um, because of like scarring and coughing and stuff. It can lead to uh, uh, liquid pooling within the lungs. So hypothetically, you could drown uh, to death in uh, on dry land. So that's uh, that's fun. That's wonderful. Yeah, maybe what happened that. to them? Maybe it was a strong enough concentration. That's possible. And uh, there are a few theories as to what was going on. Some people believe that they were involved in some sort of smuggling operation so uh -huh. could not necessarily say that they aren't pirating things yes pirates pirates they're fucking pirates i knew it they're pirates and some people believe that they could have been carrying potassium cyanide nitroglycerin Ooh, or even potentially oh, oh. a stock of wartime nerve agents Ooh, that yeah Okay, because there again, like even this is 1948, ooh, right? And that would be something that one would have to smuggle because there again, like nitroglycerin, 
Jesus, nitroglycerin. Um, not illegal. Definitely volatile. That would that could explain the explosion. But yeah, yeah not not illegal. Not something that you would have to smuggle. That's yeah. Oh yeah, nerve agents. That that seems yes. to fit the bill. And for anyone who is not sure what a nerve agent is, it is a gas which disrupts the messages from your brains, from your brain, not brains, from your brain through the nervous system to your organs. I mean, to be fair, there were multiple pe- people on that ship, so brains, plural, does apply. So you, it would you it would apply. There are the multiple brains were disrupted. Yeah. That would also explain why he knew he was dying when he sent the the uh, the messages. Like, mm-hmm. oh god! And they're usually again not that I'm an expert in in these particular uh, sorts of chemicals, but I don't think any of them have a particularly pleasant death associated with them. They're usually no. pretty terrible. No, and fun fact for everyone. Potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin have negative reactions when mixed with seawater. Something in the seawater basically puts off a poisonous gas, which would account for the entire crew being affected, because if it's in the holds of the ship and it rises up, the yeah, gas yeah. is escaping, so no matter where you are on the ship, it will find you. Yeah, unless you're, uh, yeah, unless you're essentially overboard. Because no. yeah, I mean, even if you're, wow, yeah, if you're on the deck of the ship, maybe you'd be safe. Because if it's if you're like on the bow of the ship, away from any kind of ports where the this deadly gas would be emanating from, you might be safe, but. Yeah, that, that would explain, too, why the one guy was safe if he got off before. And with oh. that, it is also possible that instead of being poisoned by the gas, you are asphyxiated by the gas, which could right, explain right. their horrible faces. Because if they're freaking out oh, and they're like, I suddenly can't yeah. breathe. Oh, they would, yeah, they would be conscious yeah. of their own demise. Oh, God. That's that horrible. Is... Terrible. So horrible. It does, yeah, it does lay, ugh, it does lend a lot of credence to the idea of nitroglycerin. I did it again! Nitroglycerin! Because it is also notoriously volatile, like, like not just obviously toxic to ingestion, but uh, just jostling like it can explode. Like, it's really yeah. unstable. Yeah. And some people do believe that they would have been transporting the nerve gas for uh, from the Japanese military, and it was oh. stored in China, but then could have potentially been handed over to the U.S., which either could be because we didn't want a paper trail of it, which this would negate oh, any yeah. sort of paper trail. Very true. And... If that was the case, they would want it to be on a non-registered ship. The only survivor was a German. That is true. The plot thickens like so much nerve gas. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and the U.S. government has done some very 
not okay sketchy <laughs> things and what? just been like what? no us oops what are you talking about the government's the government's never done anything bad it's never poisoned people or you know just killed people yeah that's... it's what i mean there's a reason they don't teach you that they poisoned alcohol during prohibition in school oh my god <laughs> yeah there's uh, a reason they don't tell you some of these things. Uh, yeah, the main one that comes to mind is the uh, is not necessarily present day, but but fears of present day. The 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 best argument I ever heard for not trusting vaccines was I I think it was like an African American community in uh, like this. I think it was the '60s. They they just straight up infected people with uh, syphilis, and as as I heard, like, yeah. what I read was literally just to see what happens. And it's like, oh, and, and it was under the guise of, uh, of like, a polio yeah, vaccine Yeah, they didn't or tell them like that. that they injected yeah, yeah. them and infected them with syphilis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh... Yeah. That's the there, government for you. <laughs> there's cool. a lot of examples from us helping to overthrow over other governments because... Oh, yeah profit basically it was for profit and because we're like no socialism oh right the best reason the, we have to spread democracy yeah not, our democracy no, yeah no imminent threat no like even real economic problem just well we don't like their form of government fuck that i mean we also did a whole thing with birth control in Cuba that we just didn't tell anyone about. Oh, God. That was a nightmare. There's there's a lot of things. So, honestly, them just being like, yeah, I just need this does yeah. not surprise me. And for them to be right. secretive about it does not surprise yeah. me. Oh, good. There's, that I, is, I love that how... is one theory. One yeah, theory. That I... I do love the, the the most disturbing thing about this story is just that like any kind of assumed uh, answer is is plausible, not only plausible, but has no real positive impact. <laughs> like there's there's basically nothing about this story that you could assume is the truth that is a good thing. Yeah. And what? there is another big theory. Ooh, okay. And that is that everyone just simply died from carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh. Which would have been either because there was a smoldering fire or some sort of malfunction in the boiler room where all of the pipes go throughout the ship. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like some kind of exhaust problem with the engine or what have you. And then the escaping gas, like, if it's in the pipes, no matter where it goes, it doesn't matter where you are, it will escape and poison you on the way out. Right. Although I do think that that doesn't play quite as well into the idea of um, the horrified faces. If I'm not mistaken, carbon monoxide poisoning has a tendency to kind of lull one into a uh, a sort of... Not euphoric state, but you you kind of just fall asleep. Yeah, it is more of a 
falling asleep than you feel sluggish. You you just yeah. kind of feel tired and yeah, I feel like most crew members probably wouldn't necessarily realize that something bad was happening. They would all just be like, "I'm really I'm gonna, tired." Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just take a nap real quick. I'm gonna just nap right here. I'm gonna nap right here. Yeah, they're all like, "Hey guys, let's just take let's take five, huh?" Let's just, like let's just do real quick. Yeah, yeah it's just. The captain goes on the on the PA, just like, "Hey guys, we're just gonna take a chill, all right? Everybody, just find a nap. yeah, just find a corner of the ship, pop a squat. Let's just let's just punch out for a little bit, okay?" Yeah, I will say if there was some sort of just fire on the ship, that actually would not be super unheard of, because the Titanic was just like on fire. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's true. Like it would. Yeah, there. You know, it's kind of amazing how many explanations there could be for this. Because even if it was a small fire, like you were saying, like it. Once you get below deck, it's essentially a sealed area. Like, like there's yeah. no opening, so the carbon monoxide would just continue to spread, mm-hmm. and then eventually, and, and like it would spread outward from the fire. So one would assume that it would spread, it would potentially, the, the toxic fumes would spread faster than the fire, potentially. So they wouldn't necessarily know anything was wrong. And then even when the rescuing ship came to check it out, they, they would know. And then even, as right. they're like, oh, there's a fire. Like right. it could have already been on fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that is. There's yeah. a lot of weird twists for this one. It's so weird. It's weird. I'm still sticking with pirates. Either way, I'm sticking with pirates. That's just I'm, I don't think pirates. that they could have been pirates. And there is some major skepticism that because the ship was unregistered, it simply did not exist. Well, well, okay. I mean, that's that's definitely one theory. Yeah, they're like, there's no records. It doesn't exist. Which. If the whole point was to be secretive, then that's kind of the way you want things to go. That, like, if shit hits the van, you're like, it doesn't exist. Well, and oddly enough, that also kind of plays into the idea that this is an age when they have the technology to communicate. So Mm -hmm. the idea that it might literally never have happened and this is somehow just a story that kind of developed and spread word of mouth like i i suppose it it is possible that this was just a story of someone that they started to spread and it, for that age you know for lack of a better phrasing kind of went viral and now it is a story in the the annals of history that can't be proven or disproven so it's like hey, it, it's i suppose it's possible it could have just not existed if we don't yeah. have any real official record so I I did look back on one of the sources that I have okay. and it did say that one of the lifeboats was missing. So Ooh. our lone survivor yeah could have known that something was going on kind of saw that something was going down was like I'm getting off this ship. I am done. And um, 
he was warned not to abandon ship and just simply ignored it. And then he could have died just from being exposed to sea exposure. Just And then when they found him, he like was able to tell someone about the tale, but just was kind of at the point where it's like, I kind of can't recover from this. Look, I'm I'm not going to, I don't want to go too far into the conspiracy theory hole, but I, if, if movies by M. Night Shyamalan have taught us anything, it's that when you find the sole survivor of a catastrophe like this, there's really only one answer, and that's superpowers. 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 This guy's Superman. Wow. Do the Just, timelines match up for Superman? I think I think he was created as a comic book in the 40s. Oh, well, now I have to look that up. Well, it's, this is something I wouldn't know, so. I would, I, well, and I think, um, I might be thinking of Captain America, because Captain America was Captain America literally, was yeah, he was, he was literally created to fight Hitler. Like, that was his whole point mm-hmm. was, oh, shit, uh. Nine, uh, June 1938. No. I mean, our story oh, is 10 years later, but. Oh. <laughs> still. Maybe still they knew him. Improbable. He was a sailor and they just like whoever created Superman, uh, apparently a person named Jerry Siegel, uh, knew this guy. Maybe he was just like, yo, I got this friend. He's from outer space. He's super chill. He's really cool. He can, yeah, he can leap a tall building in a single bound. You got to check him out. I call him Superman. Okay. Weird things have happened. Um, sure. I don't (laughs) don't know. I'm not sure anything on the level of Superman has happened, but I did just watch that movie. No, but have you been to the bottom of the ocean? It is a weird place. Oh, yeah, I have heard that. I have. That's his... There is a reason they call that uh, even stranger than like outer space because they're like space has just a lot of nothing, whereas the ocean has a lot of shit that we just don't have the technology to really study. Oh my god, it's unlike the noises the ocean yes. makes. Like yeah. the is... the marina trench just makes noise. Yeah, it, it is kind of weird to think too that we arguably have more technology to study space than we do the bottom of the ocean. Like we just, we have enough to study uh, like a vacuum and it's, it's easy enough. Once you get something away from earth's gravity, it's easy enough to just give it a push and just like send it off into space. Yeah. But like there is shit and pressure that you have to take into account when you go into the bottom of the ocean. And it's also just real dark. You know, I feel like yeah. space is actually brighter than one thinks. There's, there's stars and suns everywhere, but bottom of the ocean, it's dark as shit. Yeah, it, 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 the ocean is, the ocean is scary. It is kind of scary. I will say that a lot of people are quick to say that because the ship had a masculine name, that that is already a bad omen and that's bad luck. Oh, okay. And sailors are notoriously superstitious. It is kind of ironic, the idea that, if I'm not mistaken, it's a long-held uh, seafaring tradition, like, 
a woman on a ship is bad luck or a bad mm-hmm. omen. But then you name the ship a feminine, like like ships tend to have a feminine identity. Yeah. So why would having a woman on board be a negative thing if the ship, in whatever term, is technically feminine? I always thought that was kind of weird. Like, why? Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to look into that, though, and maybe do that as another episode. I would love to. I mean, we probably won't, but I love the idea of it. I love the idea. And Okay. Maybe I think we will. It is, yeah. We have, we have a lot of options that we can go with for episodes. That's true. There is a long list. We, I mean, our general our motto is... <laughs> Yeah, our general motto is I don't know and I'm not looking it up. So I I figure the chances are better that we won't. But I'm not ruling it out. Yes, I am not ruling it out. And realistically, nobody really knows what happened on the SS Orangmadan. It's a mystery. That's a good mystery. I'm not going to lie. Like, the idea that... Uh... There's so many... The the weird thing is that this kind of a thing has so many potential, like, realistic explanations. Yeah. It it does. And, oh, before I completely forget, our sources are Wikipedia and Mental Floss today. (laughs) Before I completely close everything. Yeah, Yeah, shout out to Mental Floss. It's a very weird case. And I definitely think there's something fishy going on here. So, <laughs> see, <laughs> nice see pun. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Since uh, people don't want to really talk about it and they're like, well, like we, we don't know, but like we know. Yeah. Well, it it makes me think of like uh for anyone who watched BuzzFeed Unsolved, there was almost always at least one theory. They were really good about like presenting the story, Love showing the facts. Job. Oh, so good. Um and if you haven't just shameless plug for a thing that is not associated with us at all, but that I really do like, go watch Watcher on YouTube. Yeah, uh, and they just started their new ghost investigation. What the fuck? Ghost files. Ooh, they started pretty a new good. One? I gotta watch it. Did you not know? I gotta catch oh up, my god! I gotta watch it. Oh my god! It is pretty good. Um, I am so excited. I, I'm I'm gonna hesitate to say better than BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural, but it's it's pretty fucking entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh. Um, and coincidentally, all of the episodes are like an hour long. They give you a Ooh. lot of content. <laughs> Yeah, I it's, like it's, that. I like that because I liked when they did longer episodes for BuzzFeed yeah. Unsolved versus like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, right, I right. can barely like get into something in 10 minutes. Yeah, you could definitely see how BuzzFeed realized what they had on their hands and they were like, okay, we're going to send a little bit more money their way. And the episodes go from like 10 minutes to like 40 minutes by the time they were done. But, mm-hmm. um, where I was, where, sorry, where I was going with that is like when they were doing those, they would show you like the facts and then present theories. And I loved that. Yeah, it was a really good format. And almost always, whether it was supernatural or unsolved, uh, Ryan would be like aliens. 
aliens. Like, yeah, one of, one of his final theories was like, he might have six random theories that are all supported by some kind of fact. And he'd be like, and of course, aliens. And then Shane would just sort of look at the camera like, it's it's not aliens. This, no. This uh, but this, this, this is one of those kind of stories where it's like, there are multiple reasonable, realistic explanations, and yeah. there's no way to really know. It's very intriguing. I like it. It is. There's no real way to know unless you were there. Yeah. And, and there was a guy who was there, and now we can't talk and to him. And now he's dead, so... And now he's... Son of a bitch! Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't remember if you mentioned it. Did you say when he died? No, I couldn't find anything on it. I mean, I okay. couldn't even get his name, so. Oh, right. <laughs> that's not going to That's not going to work. It doesn't help. But but what you do know is he was found after the ship's disaster, correct? Yes. Okay. So he was I mean, he might have been lying or somebody made he up the whole have. thing. Who knows? Yeah. There's there's really no actual way to know. Yeah. We just we just don't know. Well, we'll but just it's have fun to, to develop... think about. It is. We'll just have to develop a time machine at some point and go ask the guy. We'll have to travel back in yeah. time, and that's just what we'll we're go there. Have to do. We'll go find Amelia Earhart. He yeah. oh, we'll figure dude, out who the sick. who Jack the Ripper is. <gasps> oh my god! I just listened to a YouTube video the other day that they are pretty sure they have figured out who he is. They they don't. It's one of those things Did where they. they... H. Holmes. No. <laughs> That's. Did you say H. H. Holmes? Yes. That is that a real theory? Mm-hmm. It's a real theory that it is. How H. is that possible? Holmes, America's first serial killer. Because there was a time where he was in London, and it aligns with when Jack the Ripper was happening. Shut. Yeah. Wasn't Jack the... Okay, no. I was I was getting ready to like wind down the whole episode. We gotta <laughs> shut the fuck up. There is no <laughs> fucking time, way. No, that cannot <laughs> Yeah, no, Jack the Ripper was in 1800s. H.H. Holmes was in like 19 something, wasn't he? No, I'm looking that up too. <laughs> I was gonna say I have to I have to check. That is what I have heard as a theory. I honestly like could not tell you if it is like. Oh shit! You're right. No, he died in 1896. Oh my god! I gotta do more research. I guess. Shit! You're right. That. I well, okay. Credit what credits due. I thought Jack the Ripper was much earlier than that. I thought it was. It's surprising how much later he is than you want. Like yeah. When I first heard of it. My brain wanted to associate it with like 1750. Right. Yeah. No, I always assumed it was a long, much... long time ago. Yeah. When buildings I, I... in London were still made of wood. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking, you're thinking cobblestone streets and horses and buggies, which does still actually fit the time frame in which he lived. You just can't help but think that it's further. I thought it was. Yeah. Fuck. I will also say I didn't know that. Uh, Holmes uh, died so young because what I'm looking at right here is he was born in 1861 and he died in 1896. What is that, 35? Yeah, he was he was young when he died. Well, I didn't know that. I thought we'll have to like, cover him at some point because he is yeah, an okay. odd one. He is uh, something. 
Yeah. My mom read a very extensive uh, book about him, and she's like, ooh, you should check this out. And I was like, okay, and then I never did. <laughs> and, and then I never did. Well, I uh, I have to give you a virtual high five. I really thought I was going to slam dunk the shit out of you there. That is, uh, that is disturbing. <laughs> I, okay. I'm a wealth of random knowledge. <laughs> I got, I, I like, okay. I, I got really heavy there real quick. I'm like, I'm not throwing anything away. This is, uh, shit. Yeah, that was surprising. I guess it, cause isn't he famous for having like built his, hotel during the world's fair or something i don't know enough yeah, about history his, i think is what we've learned tonight his like hotel of death is what i would call it yeah oh that's that is an episode for another time because oh, we could really dig into that and now yeah is, there is now is not the time well i think that's also why i was surprised he was so young because just there's so much on him that yeah Yes. That definitely seems like something worth having a conversation about. Yes. And do we have ratings for our stuff today? I've been thinking about it. I, uh, I'm thinking long and hard about it. You know, it's an interesting situation because both the, uh, both the Jello and the drink have really grown on me as the evening has gone on, mm-hmm. which may have to do with the alcohol itself. I can't say for sure. Possible. I did not think, yeah, I did not think that the Sunny D and the very dark, because I'm using Kraken rum. That's what I, I also used. thought was nice, which I also thought was fitting. It's a nautical themed yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I think my ratio with my first drink was off, because as, as you've said in the past, and as we might put on a t-shirt someday, I poured with my heart. I didn't measure anything this time. I put some ice in a glass. I tipped up the bottle and then I put in some Sunny D. And as we've kind of gone on, I've sort of changed the ratio. And it's almost dangerously tasty. Uh, I was ready at the beginning to go like maybe a five. But I'm going to give the drink an eight. Uh, It really came around on me. Um, If you get the perfect mixture of heavy like rum like that with sunny d it just there's something perfect it's not quite like a a yag bomb which always has a a little bit of kind of a bitterish sort of Mm -hmm. aftertaste yeah um i could easily find myself drinking a lot of it I'm, i'm gonna go with a seven all right and our brains I'm going to go with a six. I'm not much of a jello person, but the the whole experience was, I feel like, I feel like I'm just a high rater. Like, I feel like some people would give it like a three. Uh, Six is low for me. The whole experience was not great. It took more work than I wanted it to. It's uh, the flavor was not as good. Ultimately, what it came down to is like the 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 secondary thing that I did with like just the regular Jello and then the the whipped topping one poured on top of it. That was just to make the effect of like a layer of skin with musculature, and I liked eating just the regular Jello more than the brains. Yeah. So I think that the Midwesterners 
as a born and bred Midwesterner, I think we're wrong about adding whipped cream to uh, to Jello. It doesn't need it. It it makes it harder. And it was simultaneously uh harder to get out of the mold, and yeah. uh like oh, I forgot where I was going with that. It it just wasn't a positive experience. <laughs> I see. Sorry, Buttercup is getting excited because Gabriel just got home. So she's up here with Aww. me and now she's like excited because she knows he's home. Oh, that's good. So I she'll be fine. He'll come up and get her. That's <laughs> good girl. So she she's just like waiting at the door like with her nose right up against it. Just like, yeah. oh, now she's laying in front of the door. <laughs> okay. She's going to get hit with the door. If she's I, oh, he's just going to walk in. <laughs> I hope she, that uh, she like sits right in front of the door, and you're like, "What are you doing?" I, I hope it hasn't been in too much of the audio. Samus has been doing something similar, where she always wants to come in and sit by the computer when I'm recording, but then Aww. she gets really fucking bored, and so she starts going like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, then why did you come in here if you don't like?" <laughs> like she wants. Oh. I don't hear Samus usually. Okay. Buttercup is, she is a husky, so she's pretty vocal. Oh, yeah. They do like to talk. Good girl. Well, I guess I would give the whole thing a seven then. Do you you have ratings of your own? Um, I would probably give the drink about a six. I liked it, but I also like kind of wanted to add like triple sec to it which i don't have oh just to kind of give it a little bit more of that like orange bitter tanginess yeah okay and i liked i liked the jello but i too also like jello just plain so i would also give that about a six so overall just kind of a neutral six yeah the uh you know, now that you mention it, I think I think the drink would would benefit from a little grenadine. Go kind of mm. tequila sunrise ish on it. Just yeah. a, it's it it has a lot of tanginess to it. It could use just a a slight more sweetness. Yeah, it just needs something to kind of balance it out a little more. Yeah. But that being said, like I would, if I had the stuff for this, and I was like, I want a drink, like I would maybe make this. I agree. I definitely. Well, and now I have a whole. Uh, a whole thing of Sunny D, I didn't realize how little of it I was going to use for it. Uh, considering that we've been doing a few more, not super technical, but but some more kind of drinks with specific measurements and stuff. Uh, yeah. It's definitely not a bad go-to. Just no. a fucking little bit of rum and Sunny D. You don't, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm not disappointed. Yeah. That's for sure. It gets the job done. But... What we're all leading up to is if you have any suggestions for us, either for uh, just telling us how terrible our drinks are, you can email us at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. You can tweet us at peculiarpairpod or uh, check us out on Instagram at peculiarpairingspod. A lot of P sounds, but you can also check us out on Patreon if you want one more P. Yes, we are. We're everywhere and we are everywhere. You can find a podcast just about. I don't know of any platforms that we aren't 
on as far as listening. So, you know, tell your friends. Yeah. You know what? Tell your friends, damn it. Go tell out your and tell your listen. friends. Yeah. And rate us. Give us a rating and only if it's a positive one. Don't rate us negatively. That's a <laughs> don't, don't be mean. <laughs> don't listen. Yeah. Don't listen to an entire episode and then go online and be all like, oh, this fucking sucked. I, I at hated least give these us people. At least give us like two to three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Let us fair. Grow like, yeah, give, us, give us a little bit of a run. Damn it. Jesus. Fucking yeah, give us give us at least a good college try. Yeah, you just can't please everyone. You you try That's to give true. them a little bit of yeah. entertainment. Do uh, we uh, know what we're talking about next week? Next week is Samuel Whitaker. Whitmore, sorry. Oh Samuel shit, Whitmore. really? It is. <laughs> and after that, because I have I'm changing things up as I like to do with our episodes. I have a whole list and everything, and then something happens, and I'm like, I have to talk about this. Yeah. I want to talk about The Watcher. Because Netflix just came <gasps> out with their show on it. Oh, I and think. I want to talk I... about the actual case and kind of talk about the differences. Okay. Between them. So for anyone who is unaware of The Watcher, it is the singular episode I have seen thus far at this point in time, although I'm hoping we can get a few more episodes in soon. Actually, watch mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, it is done very well, regardless of whether it sticks to the real reality of it. Yeah, and yeah. I would love to just kind of talk about the actual case itself yes. and just talk about like the differences with the show and kind of how they brought that together. Cause so far I think they're doing a very good job. I will say, um, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Not that it's like not necessarily a good show. Um, I think I'm a, the, I, I haven't watched any of it yet. I'm a little worried that it's going to ruin a topic that I was going to talk about. Oh, um, I read the synopsis of like what it is and I'm like, I think it's about a thing that I was going to talk about that uh, would potentially ruin a topic that I was going to mention. But that is either, no matter what, it's for a future time. So whether it ruins my thing or not, we'll 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 figure figure it out. out. And uh, that also means that I have to get on my ass and finish up my (laughs) thing for for, uh, Samuel because I forgot that that was happening. Although, yes, we're doing a very special episode next week for yeah. you listeners, so please stay tuned. Yeah, I feel like I kind of ruined some of it, but they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, if they're listening, they'll tune in. It'll be great. You'll have a lot of fun. Yes. And until then, we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>